You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Mick, and you are listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. I am currently on the line with local artist Chapter. How are you doing, Chapter? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. You are an Illinois native, but you haven't always lived in Chicago. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, I moved up here October of 2019, but I uh, grew up in central Illinois, like out of, right outside of Springfield, a little town called New Berlin. Um, and then I moved to Springfield in high school. Okay. And then you made your way up to Chicago after college. Exactly. Yeah. So went to school in Bloomington and then, yeah, moved, moved up here ready to ready for the music scene pretty much. Did you study music in college? I did actually for my first two and a half years. Um, I studied composition and performance and then I actually ended up having to switch my degree to the social sciences. So I ended up with a degree in anthropology. So how are you liking Chicago so far? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like I finally kind of got the, got the city legs. You know, it was definitely a transit. I'd never lived in a big city like this, so it was pretty hard at first. And then right when I moved, COVID started, you know, it was like I had a pretty short couple months, you know, before everything just shut down. And the music scene in particular just kind of, you know, was non-existent. So, but things are, things are a lot better now. And I I love it here. It's one of the best cities and cities in the, the country. So for me, genre-wise, I I like to write from a lot of different schools of thought, I guess, and sounds and stuff. Like, I, I tend to like, I don't even really, like, for this record, I guess it would be, I could e- more easily describe it as R&B, but it's, it's not quite that. I feel like I kind of have a hard time really locking in a genre specifically. I'm always kind of doing something different with projects. Um, you know, whether it be, like, in high school, I was doing a lot more shoegaze stuff. You know, now, even this album is, like, like, honestly, I think about it more as, like, you know, pop, a lot of it. It's, it's if anything but like honestly it's it's all over the place for me and what what i'm pulling from it's just if it if it works it works okay and the album for reference that you're talking about is kicking the cat which you uh, recorded and uh produced yourself correct yep wow for the past past three years yeah wow yeah was that was that the first full-length album you had made on your own because i feel like that is a huge undertaking to uh embark on and the album turned out great which is definitely to your credit but it's seems like it would be something intimidating to kind of come into cold i appreciate that yeah um i mean yeah i saw so you know i've been producing since i was pretty young and putting out my own songs that way but i'd never like recorded everything and then mixed everything you know put it out that way that this was the first time i ever done that and it wasn't actually purposeful at first um i had people who helped me mix the the record i had a whole whole, whole mix of it done like a year and a half ago and then i listened back to it and it's just like i just realized it wasn't right so i just redid the whole thing i spent like four months just teaching myself how to mix better just because i was always self-taught so my stuff was just not particularly as listenable but and it's still i think unique it's not like yeah it was like just four months of just like watching youtube and like um, reading articles and like just trying to trying to do this thing and problem solve it it's i don't know i just wanted to do an album like completely by myself and and then just see what came of it and then of course i didn't do the mastering that was uh greg obis from chicago mastering services everything else is you yeah all all the instruments recording and songwriting. Um, what are some of the specific influences that you have for uh, Kicking the Cat? I feel like I always say them and then I'm like, people are like, well, that doesn't sound anything like it. But like, I was, I think, trying to channel a lot of like Midwestern artists. So, you know, 
one of my first two favorite songwriters as a kid was uh, Andrew Bird and Sufjan Stevens. And obviously the music is not at all similar, but in terms of what I was, I guess, trying to do with, with this record and making a Midwest Gothic, I guess, was to kind of channel some of like the energy that comes from this region and this geography. Um, not even genre-wise, but just culturally. You know, the album is pretty, like some aspects of it are really maximalist, but when you get to the end, I think it gets to be pretty pulled back and, and stark. You know, I, I pulled so many things out of some of those later songs that and just kept a lot of just bad recordings just because I wanted it to feel sort of honest and vulnerable which are you know in terms of like Sufjan as a songwriter that's something I always loved about him is just how honest and vulnerable the, the lyricism is so I guess that's that's more on like the songwriting aspect you know and then for sound I was listening to like just a lot of blues recordings and Archie Marshall from King Cruel a lot of the way that he was mixing and for some of those later songs and the guitar tones and all over the place and then some of the early songs I was listening to a lot of, of Bjork you know and trying to like do some of that like weird distorted like I don't know clippy um, percussion that you hear in a lot of like Bjork albums like Vespertine or something so like, I, I guess some someone's just at the top of my mind but I feel like I'm always kind of listening to something something new if that was helpful no no that is and I would not have guessed any of those influences just from listening to the album but now that you've mentioned them I can definitely <laughs> I can definitely see how they come together that's that's fascinating I think I've always really disliked like gothic literature as a whole and then how it pertains to like the region. It's like southern gothics. Um, like one of my favorite books ever is As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner. I kind of wanted to create something that would be, I guess could be categorized as a Midwest gothic. Um, something that kind of pulls from our geography and our re- region and what it feels like to just kind of live in this like kind of like a wasteland. I think a lot of people can relate to, especially growing up in central Illinois, like there's literally nothing out there. I mean, there is a lot, but it's a lot of it's just gone, you know. You know, it used to be this big, beautiful prairie, which is such a cool ecosystem, just got turned into this, you know, a monoculture and corn and soybeans and it just feels empty sometimes. And so I wanted to create something that kind of reflected that feeling and how like re- geography can reflect reflect how we feel inside you know you know sometimes if you're feeling a little empty or flat and then you look out and all you see is you know emptiness and flat flatness so and again some of those midwestern values of just honesty vulnerability i wanted that that to be in there and then imbue some of that that moodiness of being stuck and landlocked in in central illinois or or what have you And I feel like the image of a crying preacher on the cover of the album definitely fits within what you're talking about here. Um, Why did you select that specific image for the album cover? Yeah, um, yeah, the Jimmy Swagger picture. I just like, I the first time I saw it, I was like, that is such a, it, first off, it's just like, it's a hilarious photo. I think it's like, it's very funny, but it is also, I don't know, it, it evokes a lot of just strange emotions. And I don't know, it's just a very crazy, 
interesting image, and I just thought it kind of fit with the vibe of the the record. And you know, although he you know he was a southern a southern preacher, and a lot of the record when I talk about religiosity in the record, I'm mostly referencing Catholicism and, and such. But it, it just felt appropriate to have that uh, as the visual I don't know opening to it because it's it's uncomfortable I think to look at, but also it's it's kind of got an aspect of humor, and then it's also got a, an aspect of tragedy. And I don't know, he's he's just an, he's an interesting character if you read about him you know yeah kind of uh kind of the crying clown but specific to the american west exactly yeah but it's just like you know i feel like you're driving across on the highway getting from one town to another and turn on the radio and you'll probably uh, you know find some preacher some preacher saying something on one of these one of these one of these old older radio channels that are still going like i remember driving back and forth from my hometown to college and just like i would just listen to like really long sermons on the radio and it's just it's a strange just a strange setting to find yourself in as you're driving across the, the midwest and you know i went to i went to catholic grade school and catholic high school um so i did all the sacraments and stuff but i think once i was able to to get out of high school i kind of just found myself not interested in it as much but i am interested in like what's kind of left of catholicism in the rituals you know a lot of the aesthetic that's that's there whether it be ruins i guess more so ruins now that that's more what, what i'm interested in is like how did it inform me today and how do i still have that lens as an artist and just a, as a human being more ethnographic i guess yeah just kind of looking at it from the outside in my father's greatest sin Buried like the sight of his brother's hands Okay, cool. Uh, why is the album called Kicking the Cat? Yeah, it's a fair question. Um, so that was just, uh, you know, I, I was kind of interested in adages when I was putting this record together and just kind of like finding comfort in adages and, and idioms and sayings. And a lot of the song titles, I think, reflect that. And Kicking the Cat, something that I remember my dad used to always say. And it's just like, has has to do with negative energy transfer, I guess. So it's like, uh, you have a bad day at work, you know, you go home, you yell, yell at your partner because your boss yelled at you. Significant other yells at the kid, you guys' kid, and then your kid needs to transfer that negative energy somewhere and then kicks the cat. So that's kind of what it has what it has to do with is, you know, that energy doesn't go away. It's it's there, It's we're exchanging it all the time between ourselves. Whether it's like something like that or if it's, you know, more generational, how do we transform that instead of transfer it, I guess, is what I was interested in and still am interested in. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, Chapter, this has been a really fun conversation. I've enjoyed talking with you. Chapter has a album out. It's called Kicking the Cat. I believe you self-released it. It's available on Bandcamp. Is, is that correct? Yeah, it's a digital. Yeah, I did a digital release. So it's Spotify and Apple Music, Bandcamp, and then uh, did it uh, to tape cassette as well through my uh, own little record label. So. Oh, what's the name of your label? Uh, Church of the Cat. There you go. All right. Well, again, this has been Mick in conversation with Chicago-based R&B pop artist Chapter. You're listening to the Trip Radio Artist Interview Series. Thanks again, Chapter. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Lost like secrets out I used to This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.